Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine, And I'm Stephen. So today, Celine, we're talking about... Determinism. Determinism versus free will, I would say. Which, for other more layman terms if you're not in sci-fi world is uh, determinism is like fate i suppose <laughs> Ooh, that's already you're starting with a controversial statement there well, uh okay that's that's debated <laughs> now i mean determinism is a big subject isn't it and um it's it's addressed in all sorts of uh art and but also philosophy and religion and science so it's um, i think it's a really what... interesting what happens was meant to be or will always be. Yeah, well, should we define it um, a bit more, I suppose, tightly? So determinism is, I suppose, essentially the belief that um, everything is going to wind its way through in a predetermined way. So in a way, it doesn't matter what you think or want or do. It's already mapped out. Mm. Um and we'll, I guess we'll come to the, the logic of it um, and why it's, you know, obviously a, a leading contender for what's going on in the world, um, in the universe, um, but also why it feels problematic for us. But basically, if you think, if you think the universe is like completely mechanical and um, from the moment of the Big Bang, the way that the elements of the, the Big Bang were distributed... Um, cause and effect leads us to this moment so mm. if you can if you can trace back every single movement of every single atom and subatomic particle um and if you had the ability to sort of know where everything was at any given time you could in theory um both go back and forward and say right this is this is the way it's always been it's got to be this way because um science tells us that effect um, is preceded by a cause if you can work out the cause you know the effect if you can work out why something's happened then you've got the cause of it and then the thing that caused that that's predetermined so yeah it's a I guess it's a very rational kind of way of thinking of the world mm. I suppose I don't <laughs> I don't know if it's rational or not it's very it's very computational i don't know if that's yeah yeah um well know you know rational if you can if you can imagine a um 
uh, I don't know anything that happens. Um, so part of the reason why we're talking about this today is we've been watching a, a, a series on uh, TV. It's uh, a series called Devs. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a kind of sci-fi thing. Well, it is a sci-fi thing written by Alex Garland, who I think most most of the viewers would know him from Ex Machina. He's the director of Ex Machina. Um, he wrote this piece called Devs. It's an eight-piece uh, series. Um, in, in the UK, it's on the BBC, but I think around the world it's on different it's on platforms. Hulu. Hulu and Amazon. I think you might be able to get it through Prime. Um, so if you've not watched it, it's good. We won't have any spoilers on, on this uh, today, but it's just sort of... Um, inspired us i think to we've always i've wanted to talk about free will to be honest for a long long time but i've been a bit scared off of it because it is it's kind of a hot topic or it has been um it comes around every now and again as being a big issue and um it it delves into so many areas that it's a big big subject and i've been a bit scared of of talking about it if i'm honest because it is so difficult and knotty but you know it is a massive massive question um, mm. So the point I was going to make was in in devs in the series. Um, there's quite a nice little bit of dialogue where one of the characters says, you know, she rolls the pen towards another person and she says, you know, why did that happen? And they say, well, you rolled it towards me. Why did I do that? Well, so essentially, you're saying that for every everything that happens, there is a there is a cause for that, mm-hmm. and for every cause. Um, that creates an effect there is a cause for that so um, yeah there is nothing entirely random everything is um, is caused by something else this doesn't mean that we're talking about fate or you know when people say everything happens for a reason that's not what we're saying here we're saying that there is a cause for everything that doesn't necessarily mean it's a moral or a good or right cause it's just that one thing leads to another like dominoes falling and therefore, if you understand the states in theory, we'll never be able to do it in practice. But if you could understand everything about the universe at its at the Big Bang, then you could, in theory, if you had a computer powerful enough, or I think in philosophy, um, the device was Laplace's demon, who could literally tell you everything about every single particle, then in theory, you could know what's going to happen. And it would it would already be there. So that's the that's the reason it's rational is because you're not invoking anything mysterious. You're saying one thing leads to another. If you know the original state, you'll know what's going to happen. Um, so that's that's the idea. If you throw a um, I don't know, you a handful of marbles up in the air and they all fall down to the ground, it might look like that's all random. But if you could understand everything about the, the original position of those marbles in your hand and all of the air resistance and the materials the marbles were made of and the, the floor that they hit and all of the uh, kinetic forces that we understand, actually, we understand all of these forces. So in theory, you could work out where every one of those marbles was going to land if you knew all of those things. Of course, it's incredibly complex, so it's impossible currently for us to calculate it, but it is still possible to calculate it. Fire is random, though, actually random. We can't predict that. We don't know. Well, there's a difference between we can't predict it and it theoretically can't be predicted. So, I mean, this is another part of the conversation as to whether you know, effectively, if if we can't do it, does that mean it's not deterministic? I mean, nobody thinks we can 
actually predict lots of these things. We can't predict the future. Um, well, certainly to a degree we can't. I mean, we can make predictions that with varying degrees of certainty either are likely to come true or not. Um, but, but I mean, you like could in theory. not as simple as people are not as simple as like yeah throwing marble is a complex thing but people are more complex than that and not just um equations <laughs> so yeah you can't i don't think i think it 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 is dressed up as really complicated but it's like a really simple wish that everything is conforming and predictable. <laughs> okay, so you're introducing a, a, an element there that's suggesting that people want this to be true. I would disagree with you on that. I, don't, I think actually most people don't want um, determinism to be true. I think no, we, we, but the we people that's, that. that are in determinism camp want it to be true. <laughs> Not necessarily. I think I think a lot of people are scared of determinism because of the. The, the risk that that creates people who essentially think, well, what's the point? Because it's all been decided. Um, I, I think people worry about that. So I don't, I don't think it's that um, it's, there's a motive think, behind it. Maybe I think, for some. Being, I think there being cause and effect is fine, but I think you have to be willing to accept that the causes can change and the effects can change. Like obviously but, everything happens because of causes and effects, but those causes and effects can change. So what would cause those causes to change? Right, depend, you'd have to give an example before we like go up our own asses, I well, think, no, and no, lose you're, everybody. You're saying that um, a, a cause can change, which will create a different effect. So we can't be mm -hmm. this sure about things because causes can change. Yeah, I agree with you, but the reason that cause will change is because something else caused it to change. Mm -hmm. So you're always back to this problem. If you think something is is causing something else, then that itself, that that cause also is subject to being changed. So let, let's let's give you an example then. So we're driving a car. Uh, we're driving a car at fifty miles an hour. Um, if you don't do anything, then you can say that uh, the car going through a junction is the effect of the car driving down the road. Well, if nothing changes, it's going to just going to continue to drive down the road. But if it turns, it's not turning because of some um, unexplainable thing. It's turning because of some action on the steering wheel. Now, that could be because the driver wanted it to turn, or it could be because they fell asleep or they... They uh, so they got distracted or something. You know, there's lots of reasons, lots of causes. But the point I'm making is that you you have to answer what caused the cause. So you always back down to this problem where the universe seems to be deterministic in that you can always find a cause for something. You can always find, and there may be multiple factors that that contribute to that. So no one's saying it's simple, but it's. So we're not saying whether we can work out what the cause for everything is or that we could ever predict with accuracy the whole of the of the future like they do in the or like the the idea is in the, the series devs um 
But the question is whether it's that's the way the universe is built, if you like. That's the way the universe is structured. Is it structured deterministically or not? And I think it is entirely rational to believe that the universe is deterministic. You know, you can always find the cause for something that's happened. Hmm. I just think it, I don't know. It just seems a bit like, well, yeah, things happen for reasons, but it's not like those reasons are, that they're not forever nor unchangeable. Nobody's saying they are unchangeable, but there's a reason why they changed, is the point. Yes, but then determinism means that everything will happen as it should, but I'm saying there is no should, there is just what happens. There's no should in that there's no, something ought to develop in a certain way, it will develop according to the thing that preceded it, the cause that preceded it. So think of it as a videotape. You know, if you've got a videotape of something, you can play it forward, you can play it backwards. Well, fine, you call it a rational thing, but then people do irrational things. So how, you know. Right, so now now you're back to this point about human beings are not like marbles and planets. You know, human beings are, um, you know, different. And yeah, um, they are different in complexity, um, but human beings are made up of, Um, atoms subatomic particles we have neurons we have chemistry in the brain so it's electric chemical electrical signals um it's all stuff it's all physical stuff that we understand it's all physics if you can get down to the uh to the basics of it so if we can understand all the the laws and the um uh the physics of the brain then in theory again you could predict maybe someone's going to do because maybe, it's all physical no, stuff well well is it you don't know exactly we don't know exactly what consciousness is if you well, if you just put my and also my my uh the atoms that create a person are different all the time so just because you have the atoms that make a human being and the component parts doesn't mean that you hold consciousness in your hand does it no but they obey certain rules and certain predictable patterns so we understand how a lot of these things work it's just the level of complexity is such that it's impossible for us to be able to predict what is going to happen but i'm talking theoretically if you could understand all of those so yes of course um uh, atoms um it's not these are not fixed things but they they move and change and disappear and appear according to rules that physicists understand it's just that there it's well we don't understand of all of the complex. particle rules anyway well, though because there's chameleon particle that changes to be um to look like other things and to pretend to be other things well if you're saying, do we know everything? No, of course we don't. And that's that's one of the beauties of, of science, isn't it? To try and understand mm. more and more and more. The point I'm making, I keep repeating, is I'm not saying we can do it. I'm not even saying that we ever could do it. But my point is, is how does the universe work? Does the universe work um, on a principle of cause and effect? Or does it, uh, does it not? Um if you're talking about the chemistry of the brain and the um, the way that the, the the human mind works, you know that, that this is where a, there is a big discussion. And I want I want to stress I'm not I'm not here 
to advocate for determinism. That's not what I'm doing. But I think we need to understand what it's saying first. Otherwise, we're knocking down a straw man. So we need to understand what, what we're saying when we talk about determinism. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it is entirely rational. Um, I think there are some areas where there are some questions that maybe we can, you know, get a crowbar in and um, and maybe lift up a few stones and suggest uh, this is where maybe some of this stuff breaks down. But you know, um, nobody's gonna, nobody, neither of us are gonna come to an answer today because this is this is this is stuff that has been going on for the last well, however long um, we've been writing history. Essentially, we've been worrying about this question. Uh, religion philosophy science it all are in my view it kind of hangs on this question it is the biggest question that all of the the um the disciplines of thought uh hang on and no one actually has the definitive answer in any of these domains um but it is what religion has worried about from day one it's what science worries about and it's it's you know it's um it's what ordinary people worry about to some degree as well you know uh, are people responsible for their actions um could you have done it any differently um there's different types of determinism so you know are we are we the product of our genes are we the product of our uh environments is it basically about just those two things or is there something else that this this other thing that that we like to call me or i is that is that something different to our upbringing or our environment and our genes you know if that's what you're saying then you're you're into soul territory here you're into dualism which you tell me you don't like yes but i just we're we're not we and we and I refuse to accept that we are on a clockwork godlike society. I refuse that. I refuse that we were set up basically. Oh, well, if you refuse that's... it, then that's fine. We'll stop the no, podcast re- now then. <laughs> because basically you move into you all you move into is that we we have a we're basically, regardless if it's a being or not, we're on a clockwork god universe where everything was set up and left to roll. And I just think that that is that's why I think it is wishful thinking rather than rational thinking because it it just it's a thought stopping conversation. No, why would anybody wish that? I wouldn't wish that. I don't think anybody would wish that. Um, you believing that you have no agency to change something, um, which in some respects is the logical conclusion of this uh, of this philosophy. No one wishes that. Oh, maybe some. Maybe some people do, but um, most most people don't. So it's not wishful thinking, but it is it is coming to terms with what the evidence seems to be suggesting. Now that's that doesn't mean that it's right. It just means that you have to be able to or willing to um, grapple with it, um, and you know come up with a reason why it's not right because everything else seems to point to it. Because if you don't, you're into religion. You're into um, some. Uh, other plane that is influencing events um and you're also into the soul territory where you know you as an individual are not really your uh the neurons firing in your brain and and the emergent thing that is you your consciousness that actually there's another there's another thing there that is the essence of you um that 
can't be explained in these physical terms. And if that's what you're saying, well, fine, you know, we can, maybe that's true. I don't know, but I don't think it's, um, it's not uh, the idea of determinism isn't, isn't wishful thinking. It's, it's that if you, if you wind things back, you can see what caused the other thing. (laughs) Stunned into silence. No, just, (laughs) I just think it's, I just think that you think, what I'm saying is religious, and I think determinism sounds religious. Well, you have to explain to me. I've explained to you why it's not. So you need to explain to me why you think it is. Why Why do you think determinism is religious? No, it sounds religious because it's like, because it's, it's, it's akin to fate and lack of free will. And it's, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, it, but I've just it, explained that it's not those things, and I've explained why it's not those things. So I don't really want to repeat that because people on the podcast will get bored with me saying the same thing. You've got to give me a better argument than it sounds like it. It's not what I'm saying. And it's, and also just because I'm saying, it, it, I don't. I, I still think I don't think people can be and their choices can be explained purely through cause and effect. I don't think that people are truly um, unable to make choices that are not unpredictable. And okay. So so there's some, um, some interesting work done um, looking at scans of people's brains with a choice. Do you want to press button A or do you want to press button B? And so the person has to decide which button they want to press. It's a very simple experiment, and we can we can actually see the way that the brain is, uh, or different regions are activating. So you can predict which button the person's going to press based on which part of their uh, brain lights up. Um, I'm simplifying this uh, massively, obviously, but you're able to predict seconds in advance which button the person's going to press. So the consciousness, the conscious individual is making a decision to press something. They think, well, I'm going to press button A, but actually the scientists can predict before they even do that. So consciously they think they're doing it, but their brain has already decided which one of those buttons to press. So again, I'm not, I'm not saying necessarily that determinism is true. Um, So we, what we need to do though, is to start coming up with, um, reasons why that experiment doesn't prove determinism and why all the arguments I've put forward so far seem to suggest it. But that's still making, that's still making a choice though, just because you can see how they made the choice in on, on brain scans doesn't mean that they didn't make a choice. You saw that they made a choice because their brain went through a process and then they pressed the button. But their consciousness wasn't aware of it. So if you think about this, this this is really interesting because it comes down to the question of self and I and me um, and whether that then in that case, whether your sense of self is your consciousness or whether it's actually all of your thinking processes, including the stuff that you're not aware of. So your subconscious or unconscious thinking and processing well, I think so, that's still part of you, isn't it? Yeah, I would. I would suggest so. So I think that's a that's a, a little um, a little slither of a gap in the uh, in the evidence that we can get a 
get a little knife into and start wiggling around because I think that's right. I agree with you. There's something too simplistic about saying that the fact that you are unconsciously thinking something means that that's not you. I, I think that's, I know, that's exactly too simplistic. How much things are you always, you're constantly mm. unconsciously thinking? Yeah. You know, not not everything is um, is is being verbalized or like, you know, thought out in your head also how you know how would you explain how you think to a person in how how do you think how what's it like inside of your head that's different for different people well the processes are the same in terms of the uh the chemical the electrochemical no but in terms uh, of like if someone was to if someone was to somehow like through magic technology i don't know listen to what it sounds like in your head does it sound like a trail of words? Does it look like a series of images? People think in different ways. I'm very visual. So when I think, I don't think like an internal monologue. I am very visual. I feel like I see what I'm thinking. Whereas my friend that I live with said he only thinks, he doesn't, he's never visualizing. He's always just thinking a trail of words. Like he's actively narrating his life. Whereas I'm never doing that. Yeah, I mean, um, you're you're getting into this area of of sort of qualia now, aren't you? And that's that's another podcast, really. Um, but yeah, interesting, interesting subjects. And that's again, that might be where um, maybe where a, a, an answer to this is hidden that we could we could just prize open a little bit. I don't know. But you know um, what so I mean, though. Like, the... so people are thinking and making choices in their different ways with their different brains you know yeah which are determined by their physical makeup their experiences their genes um and the environment that they happen to be in at that given time it what you're what you're trying to invoke is something extra that cannot be explained by physical means and so by very by the very nature of that that starts to get into the spiritual. So you're you're trying to you're trying to say there's something there that's happening that cannot be predicted by physical means. Um, therefore, by its very by its very definition, it has to be supernatural, doesn't it? If it's not natural, it's got to be supernatural. So that, that's the problem we come up against if we're trying to argue against determinism. We have to come up with a a physical mechanism that we can at least predict, or even if we don't understand it fully, that we can propose that gives us that randomness, I suppose, and that ability for us to have an agency over it. Otherwise, it, we can always look at some other, some other cause. I want to because I don't like the idea of determinism either. So I, I don't want that. But just because I don't want it doesn't mean that I just dismiss it. That's why I was a JW for 30 years because I wanted to believe it was true. <laughs> so just because I wanted it didn't make it true. So that's why I'm, I'm like a dog with a bone when it comes to this stuff. Cause you, for me, I have to understand what the options are. So I think you, you've talked about a couple of things that, that might be, uh, that might be of, of use to us that we could start to push back against the idea of determinism. Um, but yeah. I personally 
think it sounds really I still I think like I know you're gonna like, we're not gonna have you explain that again, but I still think it sounds religious because it is like preordained and like God's plan you can you know, when people are like, Oh, there's nothing to why do children die? Oh, it's God's plan, you know. Religion nobody, nobody's is, saying that. Or well, nobody in this room is saying that. But anyway, I'm say what I'm saying is is religion deterministic? I think so, or at least Christianity believes in determinism. So, what I think is interesting is that um, if you think the religion was like an early, one of the earliest ways of trying to understand the world, which I, I think it is, um, I think religion is a natural process that human beings develop to try and understand things that, that just didn't make sense you know uh what simple things start to start with you know why did the crops fail why did my little kid get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger you know all these questions that that you're going to ask um you want answers to and so we start to try and make sense of the world as human beings and one of the ways of doing that is to think well there's there's this other there's this supernatural realm that maybe is is causing some of these things to happen so straight away what are you trying to do you're trying to look for causes for reasons why things happen um which is for me what the original idea if you like the original reason why religion evolved is to try and answer those questions why why do these things happen and of course the biggest one is why am i here <laughs> why am i here why is why is the world the way it is um and that's where religion starts to try and answer those questions. And if you look at some of the the sort of major religions, if you look at Christianity, um, then certainly the religion I was brought up in as a Jehovah's Witness, but also um, most of the, well, all of the other sort of Christian religions, some would argue Jehovah's Witnesses are not Christian, but let's not get into that. Um, But all the Christian religions have this problem. And so they disagree with each other on this question which is, um, you know, does God predetermine everything? Does God predetermine whether you go to heaven? Does he decide before you're born whether you're going to be good or bad? And so on. Did God know that Adam and Eve would sin? Um, And that's a question that split, you know, the Catholic Church and um, there's different opinions on a lot of that. Um, you can't have your cake and eat it if you say God is omnipotent. This is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. So what Jehovah's Witnesses say is, well, God could know, but he chooses not to. So this is a a, a massive sleight of hand. (laughs) It is, isn't it? So so when God created Adam and Eve, he could have uh, foreseen the future. God doesn't do his homework. Yeah, on purpose, because he he likes the surprise. But I suppose the, then the question would be, right, okay, well, if God if God could know that Adam and Eve would sin, then that means that that essentially has already happened in some sense. Because if God could look into the future and see that Adam and Eve are going to sin, then that, that is there in some sense. It's already there. So that would suggest that even if God could look into the future, that that act is determined. Now, predeterminism in the church is a bit stronger than that in that, yes, it's related to the idea that God essentially is controlling everything and that's where fate comes in. That's where the idea that, you know, God 
God's responsible essentially for everything that happens. Um, but like Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe in fate or, or predeterminism. They are very against it. They also but, don't believe in souls, do they? That's right. So that's right. It's all a bit confusing. Yeah. So Jehovah's Witnesses are, are closer to, I suppose, the the position that would say, you know, that we have free will. Definitely, we have free will. In fact, Adam and Eve had free will in the Garden of Eden. They could make mm-hmm. a choice whether to serve Jehovah or not. And that's important because on the basis of that decision, God then punished them and everybody sinned. And that's why we have the... Uh, so free will is a sin and evil. <laughs> well, that is essentially, that is they wouldn't put it in those terms of course but but there is a there is a bit of something there isn't there you know that actually the the sin was the original sin was they would say not free will but disobeying but if you know if you if you've got two choices a spade a spade shall we <laughs> yeah i mean it's good if it walks call it like hob- a duck and it quacks like a well, duck we call it hobson's choice you know it's a bit like saying you know well you've got two choices you can either uh, do what I tell you or I'll shoot you in the head you know it's um mm. you've got yeah okay well theoretically um so so yeah so in in that respect then yeah I think I think you can argue that uh that then free will was the original sin yeah yeah you're free to do whatever you like as long as you do what God tells you well that's not free will is it no. so um so the church religion has struggled with this we in our little reasoning book um, as a jehovah's witness knocking on people's doors we saw this little brown book called the reasoning from the scriptures book and if we met somebody that believed in predestination we had a little thing that we could say to them about well have you considered if a god of love would create people knowing that they were going to die um, and yet the bible you know is pretty it, it's it's really hard not to get that from lots of passages or from certain passages in the Bible that he does or he has predetermined things. You know, Judas was always going to do that thing. You know, he was always going to. Um, well, that's uh, the whole point. You sent him down knowing Jesus. that he's going to pay for his for the world's yeah, sins or whatever. Right. So, like, and how does he think he's going to do that other than, you know. <laughs> Yeah, what exactly. What supposedly so, happens. Yeah. So, um, and, and even the individual, you know, is so can you really blame him then? Can you punish him for doing something that God had already Isn't that predestined? why he, like, lets him bathe his feet or whatever? Or no, he does his feet. Isn't that because he's like, you know, it's all like, well, that's just what's going to happen. He's not like pre-angry about it. He's resigned to it. Yeah. Well, Jesus, Jesus knows. Well, it, it's the implication is he knows it is Judas um you know basically Jesus says that one of you is going to betray me and um, they all say it's not me is it you know Judas says it's not me is it and Jesus goes hmm (laughs) you yourself said it you know so it's like um it's pretty obvious he knows and at some point he he, he dismisses him and says essentially to get on with what you've got to do um so yeah so in that sense then yeah so my point is is religion has struggled with this it's a knotty problem. I would say that it is at the heart of most most of the, the sort of reasons for religion, if you like, and reasons for uh, disagreement. Um, even Islam has a similar um, issue, actually. So doing a little bit of research into Islam, it's quite interesting. Yeah, so um, according to the BBC website... Um, so if you're if you're 
a Muslim or you have a Muslim background and I'm getting this wrong, then of course, please, please let me know. But um, there's, there seems to be, again, this same difficulty that, you know, if Allah, um, if he's all knowing, then he's decided everything that's happened, which in a way means well, it is predestination. Um, but there's a bit of a split between Sunni and Shia beliefs here that most Sunnis believe that Allah has made it impossible for them to choose anything other than what he's chosen. So while God might call people, um, Sunnis believe that that means basically they can't do anything else than that or other than that. Whereas Shias might say that whilst Allah calls them, um, they still have free will to either accept him or not. Um, so it's the same it's the same problem really it's yeah. like you know okay but then how do you go around believing that like god makes purposefully like you know murderers and you know rapists do you know what i mean or like yeah do, absolutely. Do you, you know like why, mm. why unless god is just a big child that enjoys you know suffering <laughs> So I think, I mean, obviously I'm with you. you. How would you reconcile (laughs) it? Do you know what I mean? I suppose the argument there would be that although there's some terrible things, and we would say things like this, that although um, God, I suppose we would say God allows as as opposed to God makes. So that is a difference, I suppose. But if you believe that God is, is, um, it's all his plan, I think the only way you can reconcile that is if you're saying that it is this master plan that while some bad things are going to happen, that ultimately the end result is the right one. Um, so that the ends justify guess, the means. The ends justify the means, I guess. Yeah, and and then there's the other call, which I guess religions always get to, which is um, well, you know, it's not we're too puny to understand God's designs. It's just too much. But it's for just us so. Understand. It's just so. This is the thing. Even I, I when obviously the doctrine of like all this stuff is always i'm like okay sure um you know i don't believe any religious doctrines but it's like if god is all-knowing and can make whatever he wants and have the world be however do you know what i mean like you know complete power then like a why create people and then why create you know a situation where you know, I don't know, he just sounds like a massive narcissist. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I need them to prove that they love me. And then if they don't prove it, then I'll make their lives miserable and horrible. And I won't give them the concept or understanding to know these things without just believing in me. And I don't Mm. know, I just find it all a bit ridiculous. Yeah, I think... um... That's that's a problem, isn't it? And for me, that that demonstrates the fact that you know God is made in man's image rather than the other way around. Well, yeah, exactly, because that's such a human. Yeah. If you were actually some sort of omnipotent being, why would you care what some random little beings think of you? Do you know what I mean? Well, for Jehovah's right. Witnesses, um, and again, they don't believe in predeterminism, although. See, they don't in theory, but if you get if you start asking too many questions, then actually they don't know what to say. Because if you ask the question, well, like I said before, okay, you don't believe that God's predetermined this thing, but if he can look into the future and see mm. what's going to happen, and he is the one who is the sovereign lord of the universe and can do anything, 
then it's a difference without a difference, isn't it? Um, as far as I'm concerned. So yeah, it is, it is very, very difficult, but I suppose in fairness to religion, we've just demonstrated that if you put aside religious beliefs Mm. by our opening half an hour, we've, we've demonstrated how difficult it is, even Mm. if you leave God out of the picture, um, because you can, you know, it's all right for us to criticize religious beliefs about intent and uh, whether God, uh, could, you know, and did predetermine everything. Um, we've still got the same problem though, when it comes to a universe that is deterministic based on, um, on the conditions of the big bang. And we, we kind of need to resolve that. So unless you've got anything else you want to say about religion, is there anything else that you want to ask me or, or say about the religious approach? Ugh. No, because I think it is just, it's still either deterministic or, um, or just like, I don't know, I just, I'm just, it's, it's one of those ones that actually frustrates me as I find it quite frustrating because <laughs> it's just, do you know what I mean? I find this whole episode frustrating. I wonder what the audience thinks. <laughs> well, it, the reason it's, it's a frustrating, frustrating topic, isn't it? It is. It's because it's difficult. It's really difficult to know the answer, and we don't know the answer. Just want to make absolutely clear um, that I'm not um, saying to anybody that um, you know we we should go around our lives thinking that we have no control over what happens to us. Because I think it is really important that we we do have a sense that we are responsible for our actions and we make decisions um the the question is one level up from that really about how that all works Uh, so i just want to make sure that nobody thinks i'm saying that you know it doesn't matter because everything's going to happen anyway i am not a fatalist i do believe that we all have to make decisions some of the greatest minds um disagree with each other about this people in philosophy disagree people in physics uh psychology all the sciences well, just, disagree yeah because i suppose you know if we go back to what we were saying earlier and you're like oh so you're saying there's a soul i'm not saying there's a soul but i am saying you know we don't if it was as simple as as atoms and bits and chemistry we'd be able to recreate people or hmm. consciousness but we can't so we not clearly yet. don't have everything well not no yet. so so that's what I mean, just based on the information that we have. So it's not like we know what consciousness is and therefore what, how choices are made truly, do we? Because if we did, then AI would be at the state that we are at. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. So so that you're right in that we can't come to an answer because we have no empirical evidence, really. I think you have to you have to truly know what consciousness is in order to know if choices are being made truly right because yeah because choices are made by conscious things because there's cause and effect in terms of how the how the sea and the tides work right that's Mm. that's obvious um but what i'm i suppose the thing that catches me and makes me like bristle is that yeah we don't you can say, well, you made these choices based on these things, but if if that was true, then you would be able to sort of recreate me without me being needing to even be there to run the experiment. Do you know what I mean? You could create a simulation of me. Mm. 
which you know but you some can't. people think well we can't at the moment that doesn't mean that we no i know you, but, it's not possible but we don't well theoretically but do you know what i mean so right now i don't think we have i think you have to you have to understand consciousness truly and have it be replicable before you can know and test if determinism is true that was that would be what mm. i would say so I think I think you've you know you've made a very good point there that we don't have enough empirical evidence to to be sure about any of this, um, but that doesn't mean that you don't kind of have a philosophy about it upon which you can then start to try to understand what's going on. So this, in a way, relates a little bit to our episode about uh, the Weltanschauung um, because we talked about ontology and epistemology and this relates mm -hmm. to that so if you have a scientific um, epistemology in other words you think that the way to understand the world is is through science um, then that does suggest a deterministic universe um, because these are objects in the world that you can you can set up, set yourself apart from and observe um, and make predictions about what's going to happen. Um, if you have a different way of, of thinking about the world and understanding the world, then maybe, um, maybe that's not the way that you would see the universe. So you see it more as a constructed thing based around minds who are making sense of inputs to construct the things that we see. So we talked about this on the that episode so if you're interested in that you know you can obviously check that out but i think there's a there's a word that i'd mentioned earlier which was qualia which is around the qualitative experience of thinking and being and experiencing mm -hmm. life that i'd like to have another podcast about um so we can kind of home in on that um that particular um facet um because i think it is it is another area where there might be at least a slither of opportunity to wrestle the universe back from it just being a mechanistic device i mean the other one which we haven't really talked about much is which some people do go to is quantum mechanics because quantum mechanics isn't like um planets and it's not like understanding planets and big objects it's um so for instance a particle may be in two places at one time in fact you you say a, a particle is in a superposition um and it's only when or under certain conditions that that's that particle then you can say it's in this position or that position so that suggests and there's a there's a percentage of chance that it is in this position and there's also a percentage of chance that it is in that position so this starts to introduce a um a chance element to the universe whereas mm. the purely mechanistic universe is simple cause effect whereas now with quantum physics we're starting to think about a probabilistic universe as opposed mm. to a deterministic universe which i think does leave room for um a bit more of a discussion around well is maybe is this it is that where free will lives if you like in, in inverted commas is that mm. where we can start talking about free will is that through the quantum world and there are some uh scientists who think that might be true and there's lots of wacky 
people that think that's true. So be careful on the rabbit holes you go down after this episode if you're interested in this subject because there are lots of pseudoscientific nonsense about it. Um, but we don't know enough about that either yet to really start to think about that. But I think there is, you know, that is a possibility. There is, there's room now. There's room for something. So in Newton's day, the universe was purely mechanical. You know, mm. literally it was. But now we know there are these probabilistic elements to the universe. Um, so that I think that is that is an interesting development. Tell you what, what? I'll sort of say to, to help us sort of come to a finishing, not conclusion, but I'll say <laughs> yeah. something. So yeah. um, basically... I guess my thing is I don't feel convinced by the determinism thing, but I don't think we have enough information for me to be like, well, I can answer this because obviously, do you know what I mean? Mm. Either way. But I think it's kind of like in the sense of, you know how I'm like, we don't understand consciousness. So how can we understand choices in? Mm. So it's like, there's this thing where it's um like a, like an example of, if you're a creature that lives in a 2D universe, right? Mm. And then you put a sphere in that 2D universe, mm. so an act, a 3D object, you'll still see it as a as a flat circle it'll because be you're a block in the, or something. yeah. It'll yeah. just be it'll just be a a 2D object as far mm. as you can perceive it. Mm. So in our universe, if a 4D object came here, we would still see it in in three dimensions because that's as much as we're capable of perceiving in our 3d universe so i think at this point in time with the information we have we're not capable of um, understanding it we need more information yet we're, we're trying to look at a, a 3d problem in a 2d universe we need more info <laughs> okay nice little metaphor i like it okay mm-hmm. uh, we have to be careful that we don't slip into the same trap as um, religion where they they kind of talk about well i suppose um, we talk about the God of the gaps where, um, you know, the, the, uh, in the early days, well, how could this happen? You know, we can't understand. This is the mystery of God. The mystery of God created no. this. Well, Why and then so we learn how this happened. How do they exist? Exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think it's that we'll never know. I think it's just that we need more information. Mm. We don't more have. Science. Yeah. We, we don't understand consciousness yet properly. You know? So maybe that's a subject for another um, discussion. What is consciousness? Because um, mm. that I think is a whole. That's a whole another podcast. Um, well, it's like that conversation we've said before. If you put your brain in something else, that's why I'm mm. saying, yeah. If you create a simulation of me, would it act like me or would it not? Well, yeah, and this is this is one of the 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 big sort of questions that is being raised at the moment. You know, are are we a simulation actually? Are, are is the universe itself well, that think, we know a simulation itself? Well, I think some people want um hopes that we can be simulated because when the world is burning up because of global warming because we just didn't do anything about it, we can all get inside our simulation boxes and go live <laughs> ethereally somewhere else, but you know. At least maybe that's what they want for the metaverse. Maybe. We live in fake Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um so a very interesting conversation i mean um just uh just sort of finishing off there's a, another episode i want to do which is um all about the um the similarity between the resurrection as explained by jehovah's witnesses um hang hang with me because it is relevant um and 
the transporters in Star Trek. Um, and this also is relevant to predeterminism or deterministic thinking. Um, because if you think that transportation devices would actually be possible, then what you're doing is you are storing that person's everything, all their all their cells, all their subatomic particles, the way that they're moving, everything will effectively, every bit of information about them, if you can reduce all of that down to information and you're then recreating that somewhere else. So what you're saying is that person is the same person who gets beamed onto the planet is the same person that left, but that can only be the same person if you can understand every bit of information about that individual. And they essentially are that person with all of their memories, everything about them, all of their, um, yeah, everything physically about them. I mean, it suggests that they understand what consciousness is by that point then. <laughs> well, not well, do you though? If you knew how to know. put all those you'll bits to together. Ask, you'll have to ask Scotty. <laughs> maybe he's got an algorithm. Yeah, maybe. But the, the point is, is if, if consciousness is an emergent property of all of these physical things, then no, you don't need to understand consciousness because it it's it emerges at a different level so it's like saying um do you need to understand what every gas particle is doing in a room to understand how gas is going to spread throughout the room no you don't well, no because no. it's an emergent property no what well, if that's a debate on if consciousness is a physical phenomenon or if it's a if 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 it's not though so we, we need to do that one then don't we we need to do consciousness yeah is consciousness physical or not? And also, yeah. well, because the, the, the reason that I wonder is because memories are not literal, like, hard drives in your brain, are they? You reconstruct them every time you tell mm. a story. So, mm. like, you're going through a process of remembering, but not <laughs> in a true computery sense where it is as it no. was left. So it isn't... It is more complicated than that. But you could still say that it was the result of physical processes. But that um, sounds like that's uh, that's a subject for another day. We could keep going. Yeah, but we won't. <laughs> that's it, right. Man. Okay. So um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, that podcast. Um, it's one of the one of the ones where we, uh, yeah. We just don't really know the oh, answer. We're not we friends anymore now. Yeah, yeah, just argue. That's good. I think it's important to to be realistic. <laughs> mm. Just pulling faces now. Okay. Well, um, I think we've have we come to the end of that one, Celine? No, but we have come to the end of the hour, so we'll call it there. Really, I've right, got. Okay. You know, I can't sit here in my pajamas all day discussing <laughs> determinism with you. So right, you know, okay. Well, we need us, to. Some of us have to earn money, you know, in this <laughs> determined world where capitalism rules. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll we, we've Celine's uh, been staying around uh, our place uh, over the last couple of days, so you're actually in the house, but downstairs, and I'm upstairs in the den. Just separate um, mics. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we'll 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 have a cup of coffee, and we'll probably carry on our discussion if um if you want to as a listener join into this discussion uh because you might have some really strong feelings about it then uh please tweet 
please tweet us or, you know, even reach out um, and we can have a chat because um, it's an interesting uh, area for discussion, I think. And I'm going to do a quick plug. Would you please, dear listener, uh, send this as a link? So copy this, send it or recommend it in whatever way uh, to a friend or somebody, anybody. Mm. Just get, go on, send it because when you do that, it helps us grow. The best way that we grow is when other people tell their friends because why do you go to a restaurant? It's because someone told you it was good. Why do you go watch that film? Someone told you it was good. Yeah. Recommendation is the best thing. And for us to grow, we need you to help us do that and recommend us. So go on. Yeah. A good way of doing that actually is um, if you get, if you open a browser and just type pod.link um, and then go to the pod.link site, then you can type in what should I think about into the search engine. And then you click on that and that takes you to like a launch page so people can listen in whatever app they like. So that's the way I normally do it on Twitter these days. So if you copy that link and send that to somebody, then they can listen to it on Spotify, or Apple, iHeartRadio, whatever uh, format they, they prefer. So that's quite a good way of doing it. So pod.link and then just type in what should I think about um, and it'll take you to our sort of landing page. Um, so that's a good way of doing it. All right. Well, thank you very much, everybody. See you next time. Bye. 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 What Should I Think About is an Evil Sheep production. 